The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advice offered through Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Welcome to the Financial Focus Radio Show with your hosts, Tyler Simonis and Josh Finelli. Join us as we discuss markets, bring transparency to issues within the financial services industry, and bring honest, thoughtful analysis every week. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy New Year. It's uh, that time of year. Uh, I guess Happy Hanukkah, too, for all, all of you. I don't even know all the different... Most people celebrate Christmas, right? I think it's getting taken away. Because it's too woke? <laughs> I don't know. Well, we better not tell your kids that Christmas is being taken away. Or my kids either, even though they don't believe in the little Grace and the big man that comes down the chimney. So anyways, if you would like, thanks for joining us on Financial Focus Radio. I didn't mean to digress right out of the gates, but uh, it's that time of year. <laughs> we haven't had any eggnog yet, eggnog yet I promise. Uh, if you'd like to be part of the show, if you have a question or a comment, call us, 877 670 7117 or send us an email by going to our website northwestquadrantwealth.com and send us an email. What were you going to say about young Grayson? He won't let me start a fire. He's, a, he's afraid of uh, oh, Santa Claus being burned. In the chimney. <laughs> good one. That's a good one. Hey, wait, wait, were you like, wait, why can't I start a fire? Like, what's it? Oh, he, that's yeah, pretty, he, no, he that's, knows. A, that's good for a three-year-old to it figure is, that it's out. It's pretty solid. All right. Uh, Let's talk about the week that was in the market. So first, I'll say this. Or this is more of a question, a poll for Josh. I, I know my opinion, but I want to know what Josh thinks. Uh, are we going to get the proverbial Santa Claus rally next week? Uh, I'm inclined to see a little bit of upside. Just sentiment's gotten so dour. But uh, that Tuesday rip-roaring rally feels a long, sentiment-wise feels a long, long time ago at this point, doesn't it? Yeah, so I don't think we're going to get a Santa Claus rally. I don't, I'm not overly optimistic. I mean, we don't have a ton of trading days left between now and the end of the year, but I just don't uh, feel like – I feel like maybe the markets kind of take – you know, they, they send out the hench – the Fed sent out the henchmen this week to make sure mm -hmm. that uh, the message was clear. And so uh, we will – and then that retail sales number was pretty bad. Uh, so we will see. So U.S. stocks is measured by – the S&P 500 were down about 2.5% last week. As Josh mentioned, we got a rip-roaring rally in the beginning of the week when we got the lower-than-expected CPI or inflation print. Um, but then we got uh, some more data later in, later in the week that markets really didn't like. Uh, international developed market stocks were down 2%, so a little continue outperformance since the lows of the year. Uh, emerging markets were 3% lower. That's kind of one of those stories of uh, buy the rumor, sell the news, right? I mean, China stocks. With the EM. Well, yeah, yeah China, Chinese stocks ripped into what the market thought was going to be a reopening and sort of an end of any COVID-related shutdowns there. And then they actually reopened and let everything loose, and now Chinese stocks are getting hammered. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that all plays out. Uh, U.S. small cap stocks were down uh, two and three quarters percent. Um, continue to confound Josh and I, but uh, we have faith that small caps are going to be the place to be uh, going forward. U.S. bond market, uh, we saw the aggregate bond index. So think of the S&P 500 of the bond world, sort of a broad uh, picture of all the bonds that sort of trade in the market. Uh, that was a half a percent higher. Uh, so prices went higher, which meant yields went lower. The yield on the one-year Treasury bond is still relatively high, 4.62%. And the yield on the 10-year Treasury bond is 3.48. Uh, it's very, very interesting that a one-month T-bill uh, yields more than a 30-year bond uh, Treasury. So it's very interesting. The yield curve is still very much inverted. Uh, and when historically, when it's been this inverted, it's very, very difficult to avoid a recession. I did see Jeff Gunlock came out last week. Then he talked about buying 30-year, going along the 30-year, which was an interesting trade, I thought. But... Um, that is not something we would recommend. He's, the, uh, he's doing it. It's a tactical move for him. This week was bad news became bad news all of a sudden for <laughs> markets, right? I mean, we've been talking about that for the last three or four weeks now where every bad data point, the market would interpret positively, believing in you know that prevailing Fed pivot 
we're incoming Fed pivot and here we are in that retail sales number seeming but it, indicating but an incoming recession. At this point sudden, in the cycle, that's news. common, right? So yeah. when you get to actual realization that the economy is actually slowing down yep. uh, and the data points to that. That's this might general. be the inflection point where we're finally there. Would you agree? Yeah, I mean, I, for sure. Uh, it's surprising me it's taken so long, but because there was so much... Uh, I sort of people, so many people thinking it was going to go back to quote normal uh, for so long that finally that we're finally getting some capitulation, uh, but not near the capitulation I think that is coming. Gold was up, uh, uh, well, actually, sorry, down a half a percent, 1802 an ounce, and oil was up 6%, 74 bucks a barrel. We continue to see tons of volatility in the oil markets. So uh, as Josh mentioned, we did get the inflation report earlier in the week. That's the CPI, Consumer Price Inflation uh, Index, uh, for November. It actually, in the month of November, came in below expectations. So the market obviously cheered that. Uh, the inflation year over year uh, was 7.1%. Expectations were 7.3%. Um, and the market cheered it, but it was it turned out to be short-lived. The, the thing that I don't understand, to, it doesn't make sense to me, you know, we get this better than expected by a little bit inflation print. 7.1% is a long, long, long ways away from 2%. I mean, a lot of behavior has to change to get back to 2%. And that's what I'm so confused about. Uh, and, and you know, th the other thing that I think people are having forgetting to remember is that the year-over-year -year comps uh, are harder to, you know, like, the beginning of the inflation problem, year-over-year comps, it was easy to see a big spike in inflation, but year-over-year comps, it's to see 7% over an already inflated price that we saw a year ago uh, is to be expected is the slower growth or even the decline. But um, it's very interesting to me that the the market reacts the way they do, it, that it does. 7% is so far from 2%. It's not funny. So um, I think Dan Niles, did you see Dan Niles this week made a really good point about uh, employment losses and what it's actually going to take to influence where inflation is, which is specifically in small and medium-sized enterprises. You know, the entire publicly traded universe only accommodate, accounts for about a quarter of the U.S. employment population. Uh, and your small business is where the real inflation problem is. I mean, we get a good read on that just by talking to our client base, but it's going to take a bigger, bigger impact on uh, economic activity to really make a dent in that well, part of the market. What's crazy to me is like, you know, the Jeremy Siegels, the Ron and Sonos, all these people come on CNBC and they talk about it. But historically, just looking at history, we've never been able to tame inflation this bad without a recession. It's just not possible. Yeah. And, th and there's somehow this like sense that our Federal Reserve is capable of managing our economy such that we never have a recession. It's capitalism and free markets cap or, or um, uh, creative destruction is a vital part of it, and well, for some reason the, that's been lost. The duration of time this has to take is probably a sobering, and uh, no one wants to be the bad guy. And oh, uh, good that's <laughs> goodbye, sweet America. Uh, we also got the Federal Reserve's interest rate decision. The Fed raised rates by 50 basis points to a range of between four and a quarter and four and a half percent. They also reiterated their, their commitment and their firm commitment to tame inflation. Uh, Roberta Meisner, I can't remember which Fed governor she is, where she's from, maybe. Cle I think Cleveland. Cleveland, yeah. yeah. She came out, uh, you know, because if you look at where the market predicts where, where rates are going to be in a year, it's much lower than where the Fed says rates are going to be. The other thing is the market thinks in a year from now rates are going to be 50 basis points lower than where they are. She's, I, she's like first the first emissary they send to talk down markets after every FOMC meeting. Good for her. And then we got retail sales, which is what really made the market roll over on Thursday. You know, we saw that big sell-off on Thursday. Retail sales in the month of November were down six-tenths of a percent, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it's a lot uh, for the month of November to be down that much. Well, well remember, it's holiday it's, shopping and it, season. And it's nominal terms, right? It's not inflation adjusted. So with higher prices, you should expect that number to always be climbing. But so not, not a good data point for sure. Yeah, so when you look at... It, that just points to the consumer is changing behavior, changing behavior quickly, which points to a recession, which will kill the inflation. But remember, there is a silver lining in all of this in that when as stocks get cheaper, they get less risky. We will see a brighter future, but it's going to be a more normalized future. So all of you millennials that think it's going to go back to normal, the normal that you know isn't the normal that's going to 
emerge from all this. But what will be good is we will see higher interest rates for all you uh, baby boomers and savers. Uh, you'll finally get a real return on your money. All right, if you want to be part of the program, give us a call, 877-670-7117. You can always send us an email by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. When we come back, we're going to talk about some things you should be doing for year-end planning uh, in your portfolio. So stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. Mattress and Furniture would like to thank you for over a decade of shopping at their Ben location, right next to Nike and Columbia. And now to better serve our friends in Redmond, Eagle Crest, Primeville, and surrounding areas, Cascade Mattress and Furniture is celebrating their second location in downtown Redmond with a year-end clearance sale. If you've ever wanted to experience every option from Tempur-Pedic, check out the huge Tempur-Pedic gallery. During the year-end clearance sale, save at both locations with $500 off floor samples. New in-stock mattress from the best brands Tempur-Pedic, Sealy, and Stearns and & Foster. Plus, get up to $300 in free accessories. Don't miss year-end clearance savings at Cascade Mattress and Furniture in Bend and now in downtown Redmond. Everyday value warehouse prices, Cascade Mattress. CascadeMattress.com or call 678-REST. Today I'll get a workout in at the fitness center. Tomorrow, maybe some rafting on the Deschutes River. Or I could go for a swim and spend the afternoon by the pool. It's pretty easy to fill your calendar when you live the life you love at Stonebriar. Walk the nature trails at Pilot Butte, or maybe give Tracy a call. We can go shopping in Bend on Saturday. Sunday, read a book on the deck. And after an active day outside, you come home to gorgeous resort-style one, two, or three-bedroom apartments with cook's kitchens, spacious bath, full-size washer and dryers, computer labs with free internet, covered parking, and... My fur babies. Pets allowed. Stonebriar is currently accepting applications. Their beautiful landscape grounds feature two clubhouses and are on Highway 20 near 27th and Bend. Google Stonebriar Apartments for details. Stonebriar, professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. Stonebriar Apartments. The best of resort living. Guys, are you getting up multiple times a night to use the bathroom? As we get older, so do our prostates, and that can mean urinary problems that affect our sleep and quality of life. Life is better outside the bathroom. Real Health's Prostate Complete can help you relieve those annoying and painful prostate symptoms. Available at Walmart or visit realhealth.com for more information and to order yours today. Try it risk-free with our 120-day money-back guarantee. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure any disease. I always wanted to learn Spanish, but I never thought I'd have the time. Then I discovered Babbel. Babbel's lessons are fun. They only take like 10 or 15 minutes, and in three weeks, presto, you're starting to speak another language, like magic. I love that Babbel's lessons aren't just robots talking. They're voiced by native speakers, so you get the pronunciation just right. If you want to learn a language, there's no faster, easier, better way than Babbel. 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 Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. Connect to the Financial Focus Radio Show on YouTube or iTunes. Listen to past shows, get our bi-weekly e-news, and keep up to date on the market. You can also sign up for our e-newsletter on our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Let's get back to the show. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on Financial Focus Radio. If you'd like to take one of us up on a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. So... If you have at least five hundred thousand dollars of investable assets, call our office. The number here is eight hundred seven four three 
or send us an email by going to northwestquadrantwealth.com and just let us know you're looking for your retirement review. Um, this is pretty interesting. So the savings rate in the U.S. Uh, has moved to the second lowest level on record with data going back to the 50s. The lowest it had ever gotten to was 2005, right before the uh, housing market collapsed. Uh, but if you, you know, what what's interesting about this is the savings rate spiked like crazy after COVID, right? When uh, Trump and then Biden both sent out lot, you know, hundreds of billions of dollars to the American public. Uh, and we were all stuck in our house. And so the savings rate skyrocketed. It was awesome. I loved it. I couldn't believe, you know, I didn't have to put money in my account ever hardly. It felt like, cause you know, we weren't spending money. It was just like on groceries and maybe gas to go on a hike. It was so great. So the savings rate spiked. And then, um, what we've seen since is now it's gone the opposite way as people tried to keep the party going, even though the music has stopped. Uh, and so, it's very interesting. This is the precursor to most recessions when you see this sort of behavior. I would tell you, all of you out there listening, don't fall into the trap that you think things are going to go back to, quote, normal. Things are going to get worse in the economy before they get better. And so if you start to – a lot of your discretionary spending goes on credit and you're adding debt to your life, uh, it's not going to end well. So if you you know, if your kids are doing it or grandkids, maybe urge them to to t tell them that that's a bad idea. Maybe hold on to some of your shekels. And there have been much smarter people with much more experience than I that have said the same exact thing. Um, okay, let's talk about it is obviously the December, and uh, you, there's still some things you can do uh, and, uh, at, at the end of the year, and I would urge a lot of you to do them because they can save you a lot of money or they can have a huge impact, uh, but you have to do <coughs> a bunch of them before the end of the year. And the first one, and this is a vitally important one for all of you out there with taxable investment accounts, uh, is do some tax loss harvesting. So we know, you know, with the S&P down almost 20% on a year-to-date basis uh, and other parts of the market down even more, um, this you have you have stuff in your portfolios where you have losses. And so if you have realized gains for the year and the gains don't have to be in your investment accounts, they can be in real estate or they can be in other parts of your life. You can use the losses to offset gains in other parts of your life. And so I, I would urge you to, to spend some time with your advisor or yourself. Uh, but, but you need to do it before the end of the year if you want to count against this year. Uh, to look at your tax loss harvesting opportunities. The other thing that a lot of you could do, uh, and this has a bigger impact, is uh, for some of you that, let's say you have um, you work in the tech industry and you made a bunch of money from a W-2 standpoint, um, or anybody out there that's made a bunch of money from a W-2 earnings standpoint, and you have losses in your investments of a year or less, uh, if you sell those, realize those losses, you can use that loss against ordinary income, uh, which we know obviously the tax rate, especially for you high income earners, is even higher. Uh, and so that can have an even bigger impact on your tax savings. So, you know, there's sort of this silver lining of this bear market from a tax standpoint that can save a lot of you money, but you have to do all this before the end of the year. And so you need to get on it. A lot uh, of, get on it soon. A lot of actively managed mutual funds paid out capital gains distributions this week. So uh, keep an eye on those and try to find any lots that you may have a loss on and uh, execute those tax loss harvesting. Yeah, so it's it, it can have a huge, huge impact uh, on on your financial life, and it's one of the silver linings of a bear market is you can use it to offset t taxes. And for a lot of you that, uh, for example, on Friday, I had a, a, a loss that was less than a year. Uh, it wasn't huge, but I'm, I sold it to use it so I can use it against uh, ordinary income. Um, the other part of that is, you know, some of you should be considering uh, if you haven't rebalanced your portfolio in a while, obviously, uh, you know, when you build your asset allocation, uh, you, you know, you have certain amount in different asset classes. Well, all, obviously, as the market has moved, that has changed your asset allocation. And so rebalancing right now uh, would most likely result in selling bonds uh, or selling your outperformers and buying your underperformers, which over time is going to be what you want to be doing. Uh, for all of you that are in the stage of life, remember that uh, 72 or older, you have to take required minimum distributions, RMDs. Uh, the penalty for not taking it is 50% of the distribution, so you better take it, uh, plus taxes. And so um, one of the things that you can do if you don't need the money and you're charitably inclined is a what's called a 
qualified charitable distribution if the money goes directly from your IRA or 401k directly to a 501c3 charity uh, you don't have to report that as income so uh, that is uh, that's a that's a big tax savings for a lot of you that uh, are giving to charity uh, you should not if you're in the RMD stage of life you should always be doing a QCD before you give money from other places because uh, that saves you a bunch of money in taxes. And it maximizes the gift to the charity because you're not doing the withholding on that amount of the gift and so they get the full benefit of what you were already going to give them especially. So a qualified charitable distribution can be up to $100,000. Uh, believe it or not, some people, some of our clients have uh, RIA, uh, IRA distributions for RMDs that are bigger than that. Um, We've had people doing Roth conversions, so bear market is a good time to consider a Roth conversion because if you think about it, when the market does finally recover, and you, you so you're you're converting something at a depressed price, you're moving it to something that has a very favorable tax uh, treatment, um, and when the market does come back, it's going to be uh, in a in a more tax favorable bucket in your retirement assets. Uh, the one caveat to that, though, we tell people is don't you don't let's say you're going to convert a hundred thousand dollars from your traditional IRA to your Roth IRA. Do not withhold the taxes from the conversion because now you're going to be converting $70,000 after and you're going to have to get a 30% gain just to get back to the 100000 So our, our advice to people, and we only recommend converting uh, from a traditional IRA to a Roth IRA if you have the money to pay the taxes elsewhere, not from the actual I think the uh, other conversion. caveat that we'd add is if, if you plan on – if your purpose sort of shifts to trying to maximize the tax efficiency of the bequest – uh, it's something you can sh you should consider. Uh, otherwise, you know it's not so bad to actually just take the money as a distribution and spend it on memories with uh, your beneficiaries while they're younger, and something that you can also enjoy with. Yeah, them. The, the only two people that make sense to do a Roth conversion are people that are, are their goal is to leave it to the beneficiaries yeah. and to maximize the, that that beneficiary uh, gift at some point, uh, or people that are very young. People in the middle, you know, somebody my age doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, or older than me, and I'm 46, doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, make sure you're looking at your beneficiaries on anything with the beneficiary. So life insurance, uh, uh, you know, if you have annuities, IRAs, anything that has a uh, beneficiary designation, though, you know, you want to make sure that the money is going to the people you want it to. A lot of beneficiary designations were set years ago, uh, and that and your life might have changed, you know, divorced, and you don't want your uh, life insurance or IRA to go to your ex-spouse. So it, it's really not a good situation. Uh, and then lastly, make sure you're on track to uh, max out your retirement contributions, retirement plan contributions, and health savings account contributions. Um, both uh, can help you from a tax perspective immensely, especially those HSAs. Uh, and that's 7,300 bucks for a family and 3,600 bucks for 2022 uh, for an individual. All right, if you'd like to sign up for our e-newsletter, Josh and I do a, a shorter five- or six-minute video uh, in the middle and end of every month. We did one just last week. We called it a broken record, but uh, it's worth listening to. Um, if you want to get added to our e-newsletter list, go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Send us an email. Just say add, us, add me to your e-newsletter list. When we come back, we're going to tackle some of your email questions, so stick around. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on YouTube or on NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com. Don't lie, but they sure can tell a story. 
At Kendall Volkswagen of Bend, things are buzzing about going electric in a new Volkswagen ID4 with federal tax credits of up to $7,500. More cargo capacity than a Tesla Model Y at a less expensive price point. There are a number of reasons the new VW ID4 is turning heads. With available all-wheel drive and intelligent handling, wicked smart driver assistance technology, and the fact that the ID4 earned the highest possible safety ratings from the IIHS. It all adds up to confidence. The Volkswagen ID4 also comes with three years of free charging at any of the Electrify America charging stations in the U.S. With its style, performance, and driver-focused functionality, the VW ID4 will transform your expectations. See for yourself. Stop by. Our experts can answer all your questions and help with reserving your VW ID4 today. Get started at KendallVWofBend.com. Kendall, let's start something great. Have you heard that interest rates for buying a home have gotten better over the last few weeks? Hey there, it's Lars. Sellers are getting motivated to sell, which means you don't have to offer 50000 over asking price to get a home. Advantage Mortgage has several no-money-down options. Advantage Mortgage guides you to find the right financing options for you and your family. They've been around for more than 22 years, and they love helping people. If you don't know where to start, these guys will take as much time as you need to help you answer all the questions you have. Are you looking to buy an investment property or maybe a second home? These guys have done it all, and Advantage Mortgage will take great care of you. If you want people you can trust, you need to give Advantage Mortgage a call. I did, and I love these guys. They're a veteran-owned company, and they're here to serve you. Call Advantage Mortgage today. 503-266-5800. Offices in Bend and Sisters. Advantage Mortgage, NMLS 1770599, Equal Opportunity Housing. We live in a high desert wonderland. And you like to be outside. The Ben Factory stores have what you need. For the Central Oregon outdoor lifestyle. Make a bold statement and save up to 70% every day. Over 20 famous brand names like Columbia, Nike, and Pendleton. And locals like Learning Express Toys, Runway Fashion Exchange, and Cascade Mattress and Bedroom Furniture. Shop with nothing in mind and find exactly what you wanted. Great buys that reflect your personality. Columbia Sportswear's pop-up location now open at the Ben Factory stores for amazing deals on Columbia gear, plus 70% off Sorel and Piranha product. Hurry in to the Columbia Sportswear pop-up location, located in Space 150, near the food trucks at the Ben Factory stores, to shop these incredible deals on now for a limited time. Shop the Columbia Sportswear pop-up location today. Smart shoppers start at the Ben Factory stores, South Highway 97. Because everyone needs an outlet. We love it here, and we think you will too. Welcome to Alpine Meadows. Beautifully kept landscaping, Alpine Meadows has one-bedroom apartments and two- and three-bedroom townhomes that include washer and dryer, beautiful decks, patios, and designer kitchens. Alpine Meadows is conveniently located next to the Dallas, California Highway and minutes away from Orchard Park's nature trails, a place proud to call home. Google Alpine Meadows townhomes, professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. You enjoy the quiet life, but you like being close to the action. Living that fits you is at Mountain Glen Apartments, located five minutes away from the Bend River Promenade and downtown area. Mountain Glen's units feature designer oak cabinets, and their two- and three-bedroom units come with washer and dryer hookups. Relax with mountain views from your patio or deck. Mountain Glen Apartments Bend, corner of Butler Market and Boyd Acres Road. Professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. listening to Financial Focus Radio Show, where you get honest and actionable advice every week from the partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. Remember, you can always listen to past shows on iTunes or find us on northwestquadrantwealth.com. Welcome back. Thanks for uh, joining us on Financial Focus Radio. My name is Tyler Simonis. That guy over there, he's Josh Finelli, and we are partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. Uh, if you'd like to be part of the program, you can always call us if you have a question or a comment, which I know a lot of you do, 877-670-7117, or our website has our email contact on there, uh, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Uh, so, you know, Josh and I get this often, 
when we have bear markets, which we're experiencing right now. And it goes something like this. You doofuses. Is, this was easy to see. Why aren't we just getting out of the market? It's easy. And then when things get better, we'll get back in. <laughs> oh, Josh, why didn't we think of that? We should have. Oh, man. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, and so, it, you know, obviously that's some version, some form of timing markets, right? Which you, if you listen to our show, you know that we are wholeheartedly against, not because of our opinion, but because of lots and lots and lots of data that points to trying to time markets is a loser's game. And uh, you're going to be a loser if you try, attempt to time markets. Uh, and the funny thing about our business, uh, which is totally opposite of most of your life, is that most of the time doing nothing is the right thing. It doesn't take much effort. Uh, or activity to be a very successful investor. But when you think about your life and you think about work in general, uh, athletics, all the things that, you know, more effort generally, the, the better the result you get. That's why I'm perfect for this business. Me just sitting on my hands is what I'm very good at. <laughs> uh, but well, th and this the, is the true. The reason that market timing doesn't work, of course, is because you're just increasing the number of times that you have to make the correct decision. And invariably, markets are really tough. And the more you have to be right, the less likelihood you're going to be able to continue doing it successfully. And but predicting sort of the future point. is a very difficult thing. Even What's that Yogi Berryism? Uh, predictions predictions are hard, especially about the future. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and so the hard thing is like the investors always want to like in our our opinion make these mistakes, which is, you know, they they turn the volatility we're seeing right now into a permanent loss, right? Because getting out seems like a good idea. Getting back in becomes this very difficult problem. And the loss that you're realizing when you get out of the market because markets are down is not just the loss of the, the decline in value that you've experienced, it's the loss in the future opportunity to generate wealth, which is much greater than the loss you're realizing by selling uh, in the short term. So you, use, you, know, you look at this volatility and you think, I need to get out to stop the bleeding because I'm sure that it's gonna get worse, and it may get worse, uh, but you're realizing the loss there, which can be painful in itself, but the greater loss is the future opportunity because you're not gonna time uh, the bottom of the market correctly, not, not because, but, but, but because remember, uh, markets generally trade much higher, and oftentimes it's a hundred percent higher before a recession officially ends. And if you miss that beginning hundred uh, percent, your long-term expected returns become very bad. Not to mention the impairment of total return over time just by failure to reinvest dividends during during declining markets, which you know, depending on the data provider, is a third to half of all long-run S and P 500 returns is just from that dividend reinvestment. And of course, those reinvestments in years like this are going to be your best performing positions in the years to come. So resist that urge. I know it's a strong urge to want to do something because in so much of your life, doing something uh, works and matters and is important. But in this, and in case of investing, uh, don't just do something, sit there is the mantra that you should go by. All right, let's tackle some email questions. We got an email from a Madison uh, in Ben. Ben says, or Madison says, I recently graduated from physical therapy school school and have student loan debt worth about one year of my salary. I was also educated by my parents to invest and start my retirement as soon as possible. I was wondering if I should focus up on paying my off my loans or invest part of my salary. What would be a ha what would be a happy medium so I could do both? Uh, well, uh, we usually suggest some version of splitting the difference, uh, pay down some of the loans, especially depending on if it's great, if it's physical therapy school, it's probably graduate school. So those interest rates are likely unsubsidized and uh, higher than prevailing market rates. So that's something you may want to consider refinancing. Of course, you're not paying any interest uh, until mid 2023, so <laughs> potentially forever. So uh, if you can whack some of those down, uh, well, the interest is not accruing. Uh, that's advisable too, but splitting the difference, some version of it, just hedging your bets and uh, contributing towards retirement while also paying down the debt. Some 50-50 split is probably the best option, I I'd say. Yeah, so Madison, if you think about uh, the interest rate associated with the debt, by paying that debt down, 
uh, it guarantees you the return that is the interest rate, right? So, uh, but but like as Josh said, because the Biden administration Biden administration is I think going to f- put off paying student. You know, the the big deal was just forget about the student loan. Well, he's got a better solution. Just never makes kids have to ha- actually pay it back. Uh, so people, we'll, we'll see if it lasts until the next election. <laughs> well, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean it's it's been a long time, or certainly. But now the next excuse is going to be the recession that we're going to go into. But anyways, the point is at some point. Theoretically, there's going to you're going to have to start paying, and there's interest rate interest going to accrue, and so uh, that's important to pay that down, not to let that compound interest work against you. Uh, but the other thing, and when you think about investing, one of the most important components in investing is time, right? Compound interest, as Albert Einstein famously said, is the eighth wonder of the world, and so time is a very important thing. And so, starting investing when you're young matters quite a bit. You know, you can look at the data of, you know, somebody that starts at 20. Uh, versus 30, the 30-year-old has to save so much more money than the 20-year-old uh, because of that compounding the effect. Student loan refis now, uh, depending on the term, last time I looked at 10 or 15 year, were just north of 5%, which was actually surprisingly low to me at the time when I looked. But uh, relative to, say, putting that, deploying that on the market for your retirement, I'd say that's a less advantageous uh, guaranteed return than maybe a retirement contribution, all the more argument for splitting the difference. I mean, the important thing too, Madison, is before you focus on either of those is to make sure you have an emergency fund um, so that if your physical therapy income goes down or whatever, you can still uh, afford to pay because the student loan is well they're not you're not supposed to be able to bankrupt out of these you know theoretically that, that's life, changing too i know life's yeah. gonna go back to normal but okay we got an email from a tony and sisters uh tony says i'm still working at 71 does it still make sense for me to contribute to my ira every year uh tony i would say no it doesn't and that's my you know the idea is you're contributing to a traditional IRA to theoretically lower your tax liability. Let's say you contribute $6,000. That comes off of your earned income, so you don't have to pay taxes on that. Um, but you're as soon as you start working, you're going to have to start taking that money out and have to pay the tax anyway, which is you know a year from now. And so uh, I, it just doesn't it doesn't make sense to sort of you know have this unless your income is really high and you can benefit greatly it just doesn't make sense the, I mean, ben- the benefits of deferral at that age are just you know the relatively insignificant and it's not build up your taxable account in lieu of making contributions there uh, yeah so pay so what josh is saying is pay the taxes on the income don't don't worry about the tax deduction that you're going to get by making the ira contribution uh because you just have no you know you're going to have a year of of a compounding before you have to essentially turn around and take it back out and then actually pay the taxes on it um and so unless your taxes are going to be your tax rate's going to be so much lower uh it doesn't make a lot of sense and so we're not big proponents especially for older people uh, of continuing to sock away as much money as they can into qualified plans because you're going to just have to turn around and take it back out uh so it doesn't make a whole lot of sense just pay the taxes have it in a tax after tax account uh and then you have more optionality with that money uh going forward all right if you would like to take one of us up on a free retirement review one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life, your financial plan, your estate plan, your portfolio. That's what we do a lot of is looking at portfolios and saying, you know, this is you're doing great. Uh, one thing we will do is tell you the truth, whether it's good or not. Um, we have had a bunch where it's like, you're doing a great job. Keep doing what you're doing. But not, it's not always the case. So if you want to ha- do one of those free retirement reviews, uh, if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call our office to get it scheduled. or go to our website northwestquadrantwealth.com and send us an email get your free one hour retirement review meet with a northwest quadrant wealth management investment advisor today for free it's our offer to you as a listener to the show give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review 800-743- 0988. Again, 800 743 0988.
As winter arrives, the need to feed the hungry in Central Oregon is growing. Volvo Cars Ben and Food for Less invite you to donate non-perishable foods to the giving plate. To make it easy, we've set up a donation box in the entrance of Food for Less at Cascade Village Bend. Join Volvo Cars Bend, Food for Less, and Combined Communications in helping the giving plate feed those in need. Please take a moment and donate non-perishable foods in the entrance of Food for Less. Everyday value warehouse prices, Cascade Mattress. Cascade Mattress and Furniture would like to thank you for over a decade of shopping at their Bend location, right next to Nike and Columbia. And now to better serve our friends in Redmond, Eagle Crest, Primeville, and surrounding areas, Cascade Mattress and Furniture is celebrating their second location in downtown Redmond with a year-end clearance sale. If you've ever wanted to experience every option from Tempur-Pedic, check out the huge Tempur-Pedic gallery. During the year-end clearance sale, save at both locations with $500 off floor samples. New in-stock mattress from the best brands Tempur-Pedic, Sealy, and Stearns and & Foster. Plus, get up to $300 in free accessories. Don't miss year-end clearance savings at Cascade Mattress and Furniture in Bend and now in downtown Redmond. Everyday value warehouse prices, Cascade Mattress. CascadeMattress.com or call 678-REST. Well, I did it. I'm Leslie James, and you've been hearing me talk about my journey to reverse my osteoporosis for a couple of years now with OsteoStrong in Bend. I joined the OsteoStrong program and followed their advice, and according to my latest bone scan, I am osteoporosis-free. I am living proof that it is possible with patience and dedication and my membership to OsteoStrong. Try it yourself. Mention you heard OsteoStrong on the radio and save 50% off your first month. Be better. Call OsteoStrong today. Guys, are you getting up multiple times a night to use the bathroom? As we get older, so do our prostates, and that can mean urinary problems that affect and quality of life. Life is better outside the bathroom. Real Health's Prostate Complete can help you relieve those annoying and painful prostate symptoms. Available at Walmart or visit realhealth.com for more information and to order yours today. Try it risk-free with our 120-day money-back guarantee. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure any disease. The holidays are here. Achieve gifting greatness when you give perfectly aged, tender, delicious Omaha Steaks. Go to omahasteaks.com for 50% off site-wide. Plus, when you use code SIZZLE at checkout, you get an extra $40 off your order. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship curated special take-the-guesswork-out-of-gifting packages right away. So beat the rush and be a holiday hero. Shop omahasteaks.com. Use promo code SIZZLE at checkout for that extra $40 off your order. Minimum order may be required. Thank you for joining Financial Focus Radio Show. Honest, transparent analysis brought to you every week by Tyler Simonis and Josh Finelli. Call the show anytime at 877-670-7117. We'll try to answer your question on the air in the following weeks. Now, back to the team from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio. Thanks for joining us on this. It was cold last week. Boy. Josh and I had to go to, uh, over to Grant County on, I won't, t- I won't disclose the day. We can't be tracked like Elon Musk. Uh, but uh, it was on Key Summit, which is sort of that right before you go down into to, to, to the John Day. Just uh, past the Painted Hills. Yeah, it, it was something like six below zero up there. It was cold. I was feeling bad for the big cows out in the field. The, the, there was a rancher out there having to break the ice so the cows could get a drink. And I thought, I don't know if I want those poor cows. No comment? Well, I uh, was saving the story of the clients out there calling you a family of gingers. <laughs> that was so they great. They call my son a ginger. <laughs> that was so great. My hair is turning white. Uh, yeah. Oh, he's a ginger. I loved that. <laughs> you know, my son's my son's Twitter uh, handle or whatever you call it is Ginger Ninja. Uh, really? Yeah. He's, he fully embraces it, though. Oh, of course. He, uh, one of his college essays, he wrote, you know, they had, what makes you neat, unique, all that kind of stuff, and that was one of the things he said. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, that's great. You're a protected class now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in the woke world of wokeness, you're right. Uh, so here's something that I thought would maybe be interesting to people uh, before we talk about 
our friends at the big firms and how they rape and pillage all their clients' accounts. Uh, the um, you know how, how much money do you have to have saved to make have a certain level of income? And so I I put maybe this number's high, but I put here's how much uh, you need to have saved to retire with one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year in income. So that's that's a big number, but um, I thought you know well, let's look at how much you get from Social Security and 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 you know obviously. If you are going to have $150,000 in income, that means you probably had quite a bit of uh, income from social or you, you paid in a lot to Social Security, so you're going to get something close to a high benefit. Uh, but let's say you wait till 70 years old and you get uh, a $3,000 uh, a month uh, from Social Security. Uh, you can do the math there. That's 3,000 3, times 12. Carry the one uh, through thirty-six thousand uh, dollars. You're going to get from Social Security. That leaves you a shortfall of fourteen thousand um, dollars. And so, let's say you also have a emergency fund uh, that you uh, are had contributed to, and you put two hundred bucks a month in, uh, and you saved about one hundred twenty thousand dollars. Gives you about another six thousand bucks a year. So now you need to come up with a hundred and eight thousand uh, dollars uh, to. Uh, annually annually yeah. uh and so believe it or not uh you would need if you're going to take a four percent withdrawal rate from your portfolio you're going to need 2.7 million dollars of investable assets uh to have one hundred fifty thousand dollars of income um and that is including social security so the four percent of 2.7 is 108,000 then you add the social security and your state and your uh your emergency fund and you get to that $150,000 and that does not, that's $150,000 before taxes. So right. It's going to be after tax, it's going to be a lower number. So, uh, that, you know, I know a lot of people that scares the, you know, what out of them because 2.7, obviously in anybody's world, unless your name is Elon Musk is a lot of money. Uh, but you know, it can be done. And so I would just tell people, uh, you know, especially in Josh's generation that have these lifestyles that sort of confound me, uh, in their behavior and how much they live it up. I mean, I guess good for them. They're good at keeping the economy afloat, but they have really no concept of how much money they're going to have to have, uh, saved, uh, to generate, to, to have the same lifestyle they have now. It's hard to gather that context and concept when you don't work in the business and, you know, also your sort of asset class returns are distorted by recent history. And, you know, a lot of people out there think, oh, well, that just means I'll get have to get 15 percent a year from my retirement <laughs> account. And, you know, you, you kind of explain to them the reality of what that means. And, you know, we're very ardent advocates here of average returns for an above average period of time is ultimately how you're going to succeed. It's when you swing for the fences and then miss and you interrupt the compounding process permanently that you impair your ability to actually do, you know, become successful as a saver. And that's... Well, let's just also make it clear. The amount of people on the planet that generate 15% returns over their investing lifetime annualized. is single digits. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's, it's one or 2%. Yeah, if that. It's closer to 1% when you yeah. think about the lifetime investment returns... Average annual 15%, it's very, very small group of people. Yeah, I mean, Berkshire Hathaway is no longer at that figure. <laughs> well, it is since the beginning. I mean, it's 20%, but it's, that's a small group, and yeah. it hasn't been recently. I mean, it's the Jim Simons of the world. It's a very small group of people. Um, okay, so let's talk about uh, the big national firms. And the, th the thing that frustrates Josh and I is, uh, and this is going to sound like a sales pitch for us, but it's... It, it, Josh and I, in a lot of cases with some of our clients or prospective clients, we get no credit for doing the right thing, meaning our mantra on our website is, you know, we want to invest our clients' money in the same way that they would if they knew everything there was to know about investing. And the, the, that motto stays true because there's no one that can make an intellectually defensible argument to us from across the table to do anything other than what we do. And we know that to be true. And we can win that argument with anybody, Jim Cramer, anybody, any other advisor, because we have the data to back us up. And, and if, so, they're, if they're being intellectually honest with when, you know, even Jim Cramer probably would be if he was in a private room without any audio, any audio recording, he would say, yeah, I agree with you. Because he can't refute the data. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's irrefutable, right? So uh, um, I don't think irrefutable is a word, but... Irrefutable, I'll, yeah, irrefutable. we know. Uh, so, um, so... 
my point in bringing that up is that a lot of people look at all advisors. We're all the same, right? They all do the same thing. Uh, there's no difference. And the reality is there's a big difference. And so um, one of the things is that there are good people at big national firms. like So, so the Morgan Stanley's, the Merrill Lynch, and the Edward Jones, those are the big national firms. Uh, but the firms they work for aren't good. And they're they are working day and night to ex- extract as much money out of you, then client, as possible. And, and, and they no, do that through the vehicle that is the advisor that you meet with on no a No matter day. how good a person that advisor is, the firm itself actually precludes them from doing the right thing for you simply because the firm exists. And that's the important thing to sort of understand is that it's not anything about them, that individual specifically. It's just that there's this impediment and other intermediary in the way that has its own interests, which are fundamentally at odds with yours that prevents them from doing the right thing. So I'm looking at a list. Uh, so I got this from the, the actual company's website. So Edward Jones, Merrill Lynch, and Morgan Stanley's website. And, and it's their revenue sharing agreements with mutual fund companies and insurance companies. And so what that means is that the, the best investments aren't ending up in your portfolio because they're the best investments for you. They're ending up in your portfolio because these are the companies that do the most revenue sharing uh, with, with the firm that you work with. And so there are 25 comp- mutual fund companies that pay Merrill Lynch a tw- million dollars or more to be on their platform, which ultimately means if you have a Merrill Lynch account, you're getting these mutual funds in your portfolio, not because of the best funds, but because Merrill Lynch pays or it gets paid by that fund company uh, to be in your portfolio. And that is true of Edward Jones. Edward Jones, when you look at this revenue sharing agreement, it's, you quickly realize that they are an unprofitable business without these revenue sharing agreements. And there are six mutual fund companies that Edward I can I know what is in every Edward Jones account without looking at a state. And people always say, well, how do you know that? And I just say, because I know what fund companies are paying to play at Edward Jones. And so that is not in your best interest. It's in Edward Jones' best interest. So we're not all the same. Uh, And that's important to know. All right. If you want to be part of the show, call us 877-670-7117 or go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. And send us an email. When we come back, we'll tackle some more email questions. Stick around. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on northwestquadrantwealth.com. 